Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast, here with me, Colton G, and today on this episode, I am joined by Sanju, as we take you behind his debut single, Jealousy. Yes, some of you may recognize Sanju from his time as the lead singer of Delhi to Dublin. He's actually a former podcast guest as well when he joined us a year and a half ago to talk about the group. But this time, this time it is a new focus, a new direction with this new project, Sanju. We're taking you behind the music of this new project, of its debut single, Jealousy. We're also taking you on the road that led here. What was it like to make the decision to go into a solo venture? How does the sound of Sanju differ from the world of Delhi to Dublin? How does this new world allow Sanju to represent himself that maybe Delhi to Dublin didn't? Who did he craft these songs with? Who did he work with? What inspired jealousy? What has it been like trying to prepare for this debut release in a music industry that is heavily altered from the one that Sanju has been playing live shows in and releasing records in for many, many years, not having the ability to play live. How has that affected this release plan? And what does this new project, Sanju, not only mean for reconnecting with his past, but also for being a father? All of this, all of this, and more today's episode of the desert tiger podcast and it is all brought to you today by deserttigermerch.com because that's where you go to copy yourself something for the show to represent it every place that you go showing your love for all things desert tiger it is deserttigermerch.com We are like getting super low on hats and toques. We will be ordering more, but they're probably going to be a different design. So if you want these ones, you have to move now and get them or else you are going to be feeling in an emotion that, well, connects to the title of the song that you are about to hear right now. This is Jealousy. Stars you 
Desert Tiger Podcast. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. I love it. I love hearing it. It's been about a, just over a year, a year and a half since we last reconnected here. Yeah, man. Really? It's only a year and a half. It feels like a long time. A lot's happened, man. Oh my goodness, I know, right? I actually had to go back and check the date because I was like, this was so long ago. I was like, no, May 2019. Okay, wow. <laughs> Whoa, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, been some time since between then and there, though. A lot has happened. <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's like for real, man. It's like, like a lifetime's happened. <laughs> How are you keeping? Happy and healthy? Uh, I'm happy and healthy, man. I'm, you know, I'm lucky. I'm fortunate. I'm blessed. Like, I live on a small island off of the coast of Vancouver. So it's like, you know, I got space. Uh, you know, I, I was able to be outside and go places and, and do things, you know, like throughout the whole pandemic and the lockdown. And we had a lot of tourists come and stuff, but we don't even, we don't have clubs or bars and stuff like that. So there's not a lot of, intermingling so it was like we were in our own bubble on the island and you know it felt good so like you know when you go to the city like you do the things you know and, and be super cautious because you don't want to be the person that brings anything back to the island because that you know if one person's affected the whole island gets affected basically like like a, like a colder food is you know it, it travels so far fast here but I, like everyone there was ups and downs man like I had to, I took up, you know, meditation hard for a while there. Uh, you know, it's part of my daily practice now. And it used to be back in the day too, but like I really needed to, man. I needed to like really go inside because sometimes it's just like, what the hell is going on? I got to get out, but there's nowhere to go. You can't go anywhere. So, you know, with that and music, I'm like in a good place. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm super fortunate, you know. I've known some people that got COVID, but they, they came out of it. Like some of them, I, got, I knew a couple people that got it real bad. Like, you know, they were told that like, you're lucky to be alive when they, when they came out of their, like, that, that coma state. And, but other than that, fuck, man, can't complain. Life's good for me, man. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that your friends made it through too and that they're doing all right now and that everything's, uh, that you're got your mindset in the right place with the meditation and everything's going good. Yeah, man. Like, I'm seriously, most of the time I'm floating. Ah, oh, ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I mean, today we're connecting because you're going on a solo journey this time around and we're going to we're going to take a little bit of a dive into it. Sure, man. Yeah, it's a trip, man. I'm on a trip for sure. Ooh, ooh. So, I mean, my first question is, well, first off, I need to know how to pronounce the name because I mean, I'm a white kid from a small school in the Midwest, so my education only goes so far. I need a, still a little more refining. So, how do we pronounce this new project? Sunju. 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 Okay. Okay. Awesome. That's what I thought, but... Yeah. The story, the story behind that is that that was my nickname growing up. Oh. Ah. Sunju, Sunju is, like, my name's Sanjay, 
And Sunju is really the actual. It's it's the it's like the like I don't know what you call it. The official short form for Sunju, even though it's the same amount of syllables. You know, like Jack and John, or like, uh, what is it? Will becomes Bill, yeah. or something like that. Like, right? <laughs> like it's like what this doesn't make any sense, but it, it is. So it's like my official name growing up, and my whole family called me Sunju, and I, no one called me Sanjay or Sanjay until I went to school. And then I became Sanjay. So, I, you know, when I resonate with Sanju, it's like, that's like, for me, that's like the real me, man. Like, that's the inside me. That's what I was, you know, and that's who I was at home in my family. And when I started this project, talking to one of my, like, you know, closest, closest friends who I go to for a lot of advice, and he was just like, yo, man, you, you've already got, you're like an OG. You've been doing this for a long time. But if you're going to, if you want to take this to the next level, you got to do you and you got to do you as hard as you can. You know, yeah, man, like this is, you know, this is not a product. It's, it's just me flowing through. So I was like, oh, you know, what's fucking sick is like, if I use, you know, I just go with who I was or what I am in the, you know, the, the child version of me, the, the person inside that, you know, when you, you want to go back in time and give all the love to and say it's going to be okay to heal those childhood traumas and stuff. It's like, that's the kid. It's Sunju. So I'm like, that's what I'm going by. And it kind of is like, it's kind of like elusive a little bit, you know, it's like, what is Sunju? Is it Japanese? Is it, you know, it's kind of vague. And so it's, and it just sounds dope. So I was like, this is awesome. And to me, it's dope. I'm going with it. Ah, it definitely does sound dope. And I mean, the sound is dope too. So I want to know, this is a, this sounds like it's a little bit of a reconnection with the roots, maybe. Maybe being a little bit of the person that you needed, maybe, when you were younger. So, when does the idea of Sunju, like you said, a friend suggested it. So, when does it actually begin to take form, where you decide, I need to actually make this effort, put it forward, and become this new, well, I mean, reconnect to Sunju? So, I mean, it basically started last fall. You know, the end of last summer, early maybe the fall, September-ish, I think, September 2019, maybe October, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it, it basically kind of felt a few things. Like, Delhi to Dublin is doing its, its, its own thing. Um, within the band, I think the the feeling is we're, we're at a place where it's, it's a good place, but is it going to where do we want to take this? Like, do we want to put like a ton more effort into this? Um, the other guys have some, you know, their own projects going on, um, own businesses and stuff that are also doing really well. And, and you know, and T was talking about how he's, he's getting a little older and doesn't really necessarily want to tour as hard as, as we have in the past. And, and so COVID happened and there you go. Here's your answer, man. You don't have to tour at all. <laughs> you know, so that was kind of like just starting to play the idea and like, really like, you're right, man. Like I never had done any solo work before. So a couple of things kind of came into play was one that, you know, their, their outside or ex- extracurricular outside of Delhi to Dublin efforts are taking up more of their time. I myself, uh, I have a child, he's a, you know, he's a little dude now. He's almost five. He's in kindergarten. And it's like, you know, things are just different. And, and then I started, okay, I, was, I started playing around with this idea, like, okay, like, let, let me, like, I have this creative outlet I, I want to get out that's kind of the stuff I listen to, you know, like, what I'm listening to, what resonates with me, isn't fully in the Delhi to Dublin world, you know, and, and I kind of wanted to just a, a chance to 
to just like express myself without having to think of the band. Um, and when you work in a band, you know, it's, it's awesome and it becomes, but it's its own thing. So I can't just go and write a song. Like if I want to write a song about a strip club, I can't, I, that, I can't live in, De- in the Delhi to Dublin world, mm-hmm. you know, not in that form. So like you can get sexy in Delhi to Dublin, but it's not going to be what this is. And this, this for me is kind of like that childhood dream. It's kind of like the dream of like being in grade eight, and knowing, like, man, I'm gonna, I want to do something. Like, I want to, I want to, like, I want to do something that's big and different. And like, you know, I guess I want to be famous, but it's not about that. It's like, what you know, kind of like, like you said, reconnecting to what it was as a kid. Like, what, I, what was I listening to? Like, who was I looking up to? And what did I want to be like? And this is the sound of of that. You know, like this is my version of that sound of what I was doing as a kid, you know, like a lot of that pop, pop sound and pop music. And, and so I kind of just, I didn't think about it too much. I just kind of started working on it. And this is what, this is what came out. And it was like, okay, this is what's in me. And this is what's flowing. And I'm like, this feels good, man. And the amount of ease that stuff is coming out, I was just like, this is it. This is Sunju, man. This is, everything's just working fantastic. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So, I want to know, so you spoke about transitioning sort of from that Delhi to Dublin to the solo sound, moving to the pop sound, and some of how it's allowed you to express yourself differently in terms of, like, songwriting. How else has this Sunju journey allowed you to express yourself, you feel? I mean, 100% of the decisions are me, right? Things move quickly. It's just like, what do I like? Do I think this is dope or not? And that's it. Like that's, do I love it or do I not love it? Does it bring me joy or not? And that's, that's basically the premise. You know, I have a great team and everything, but they're not, um, they're not on the creative side at all. They're like, yo, do your thing. And we got, we got you, you know, it's like whatever you think is dope, let's go with it. And it is. So we got your back. So that's, that's where I'm able to express. Like I don't have to think about, is this the message that Delhi to Dublin wants to put out? And, and that message is great. I'm, I'm all for, you know, global love and raising, <clears throat> raising elevation and that sort of thing. And, and that's a part of me. But this time I get to just not think about, there's no conscious thinking of what is it that we're trying to do here? It's just like, what do I want to do that's awesome? And like, you know, like the fact that I kind of am an OG in this, like I've been doing this for a long time. We've been touring with WW for 14 years. I think I've been a professional musician for 16 years. I kind of know what I'm, I kind of know what I'm doing. You know, like I, I kind of know what the industry is about. And, and, and at the same time, like the more you know, the, the more you don't know, right? So it's like, I have the ability to just do what I want to do and what I think is awesome. And I'm at the point in my life where, I'm just following the joy. So I just want to do things that bring me joy. That, that expression alone for me is that's huge. That's a, that's like another level for me. That's like, okay, you know, if, if it's not commercially viable or whatever, it doesn't really matter. I'm just making this music and putting it out there for people to catch on to. And if they do, they don't like, there's no, are we going to be able to tour this? Are we going to be able to get the grant money for this? Are we, you know, like I'm out of that system. And I'm going to try to take advantage of that system and get into the system, but on my own terms. Cause it's like, if I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. 
Like, where, what the hell? Like, I don't even know what's happening in the world right now. You know what I mean? I can't even, <laughs> like, I can't even, you know, I could say, yeah, I might tour. Oh, I might do some streaming shows. Or I might, like, think those are completely stupid and not want to do them. And it, it's like, knowing that I don't know what the outcome's going to be, I'm able to just create for the pure sake that I love making music and making music like this. And it's like, whatever comes of it, that's awesome, man. It's all bonus now. I'm in, like, bonus time. Mm-hmm. It's almost like stepping up to a bat in a whole new way. And like you said, you've been doing this for 14, 16 years. So after a decade and a half, it's almost time that you truly express all of you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Why, like, why not? Right? Like, why hold back? So that's kind of where I'm at. It's kind of a really great, great place to be. And I, and I acknowledge the, the, the position I'm in to be able to do that, too. For sure, and that's definitely part of those decade and a half has definitely helped lead you to this position to possibly influence your little uh, Sanju, your next generation, yeah. into chasing his own heart, right? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you know, as a dad, like, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to show, be an example of me living my best life and me, me doing what brings me the most joy. And if my kid can do that, like I had to, I fought the struggles, you know, like there's the cliche struggles of being a South Asian kid growing up in the West and all that. Okay. So, you know, but I, there was never the pressure to be a doctor or a lawyer, but big kids have that. But I did have to, I did have to, you know, I, I went to, you know, I graduated with a degree in economics and there was like, okay, well, you got to do this. And at that some point where, you know, I was about third year when I was like, fuck this. You know, I, I finished. I, and I was by third year, I was like, I'm done. Like, this is, this is stupid. I'm a number. I'm just a number. I'm a student number in a huge university. I don't enjoy what I'm doing here. And I got, like, my buddies used to call me, like, I became, I got known as the bitter bear when I was at, at university. And it was pretty true, you know. Like, I'd, I'd, like, skip out on class, hang out in their dorms, watch like reruns of a different world or Cosby show or whatever, you know, and, and instead of wanting, you know, I don't want to go to class and I'm like, this is stupid. I'm learning like basically everything by the time of third, fourth economics is all calculus. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> what am I doing? You know, I at least had the sense to finish and everything. And, and, but I knew right from then, man, like I was like, this is not what I want to do. So like, what can I, I can't, you know, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be like, yo, you know, like my kid's name is Kosa. Like, Kosa, you're going to be a musician. You're going to be an artist. It's like, you know, if I do that, he's going to be an accountant like the rest of my family, you know, like 100%. <laughs> like, but I want to be like, yo, this is your dad and your mom do what they love and they follow their passions. So you know this from the beginning. And this is like, if you can live your life this way, man, you, you're unstoppable. Get it. Like, I don't, I, I don't want to feed the system to him. That's for sure. Doubt for sure. At least just letting him know that whatever it is that makes his heart sing, he has the opportunity to pursue that. Yeah, and he's got, to, and he's got the closest people in his family. You know, his life have have believed and lived it too. You know, that's huge. I love it. I love it. So let's change pace a little bit here. I love it too, man. <laughs> let's change yeah, pace man. a little bit here, just because you mentioned a little bit of the premise of your first song here, Jealousy, talking a little bit about the uh, strip club vibes direction here that we're going. So let's take a jump into jealousy. When did you begin to craft it? What was the influence, the meaning behind it? Who did you record it with? All that fun stuff. So, so okay, jealousy, like for real, man, I was at a strip club. 
And, you know, I don't go to a lot. Of, I don't go to strip clubs often. It's not a thing. But I'm down with strip clubs. Like, I got no issues with strip clubs. I love, I love the premise of them. I think it's amazing because it's like, you go, it's like a fantasy world, man. It's like an escape room. You go in, it's all transactional. There's no, there's no like, there's no back and forth of, there's no like, you know, it's not like the weirdness of the real world. You're just in the fantasy world and it's all transactional. So then, and then now you're, during the transactions, you're basically like getting the feeling of what it feels like. But, you know, she's not into you, man. She make you feel like she loves you though, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and in this situation, I was at a buddy's birthday. We, I don't know how we, you know, we went for a nice, super nice dinner and then we, and we ended up, you know, end of the night, let's go to the strip club. All right, let's go. Uh, I was designated driver that night. So I was just observing, you know, having a great time observing, watching, just seeing stuff. And then I, I started talking to some of the, you know, the dancers come around and you talk, start talking. I was just talking to them straight up. I'm like, you know what, man, I saw you and you were awesome. Like how long was your routine? Like 15 minutes or something? Have you like, Pole, I've tried spinning on a pole, man. 15 minutes of what they're doing is fantastic. It is hard, hard work, man. I, I work out like crazy, and I couldn't do that. Like, I couldn't do that, man. So anyway, a sparked up conversation. We started talking, and now I was like, you know what? This is interesting. We just started talking about sexual tension. And, you know, I'm joking around, but I'm like, you know, I'm kind of doing research on sexual tension and sexual energy, but for real, like, and I say this, and I've said this before, but like sexual energy is, ev- is everything. You can, uh, it'll destroy families, you know, like, it'll, but it'll do, it'll also motivate to do the greatest things. And I, and I can only, you know, like you can go back to any age, but like, you know, thinking back in high school and that girl that you were in or partner, whatever, girl, guy, whoever, whatever you're into that sparks that sexual energy. And it's like, holy shit. I'm going to do anything and everything I can to like harness this and like to go after this. And, you know, it'll, it'll make huge changes. You'll push mountains, but at the same time, it'll destroy your family. Like it's that powerful. And, and it's kind of like a lot of times, like the reason, like why are you going to wear those pants? And why are you going to wear that shirt? Cause you want to look good. You want to wear like that. You're going to wear that nice underwear. Oh man, I just got me some sacks makes my package feel good. I feel great. Like you, you feel good from the inside out. Cause that's sexual, man. And that's like, that's big, it's powerful. So, you know, this song came out of that. We were at the penthouse in Vancouver and penthouse is, is super famous. It, it, it was a cabaret way back in the day. Like Sammy Davis jr. Used to come and sing here. And, you know, Frank Sinatra and stuff used to hang out here. It was a, it was a very it, a black, black entertainers were fully uh, welcomed and allowed to play and, and perform there. And, and, I, and I think the original, it was in the penthouse of the building. So it's like, it's a social institution in Vancouver. It's part of the social fabric. It's got huge history. Motley Crue's song, Girls, Girls, Girls is about penthouse because there's a flashing sign that says Girls, Girls. And it was, I think they were here. They recorded that song here. They demoed it here. And like, I, you know, there's, that just came out. So basically, I worked with a guy called Kultar Got Bounce. Is his is his uh, is his name. He is fantastic. He's like the nicest guy, and he's a beast, man. He's a powerhouse. He's been producing like you know in his bedroom since he was like seven years old or eleven years old or something like that. So he's like an OG, and he's still young. He's working with all all the Vancouver all the Vancouver up and comers, man. He's doing it, and he's doing. And I'm watching his stuff. Like he's producing stuff now that's starting to hit about half a million um, plays and stuff. So like, I can't even get in with him anymore. He's getting so busy, you know. So like, 
working with him, he just started to work off his beat, and I was like, yo, man. And we, this was, by this point, this was the fourth, fourth song we were working together. So we had a system. He kind of understood where I was coming from and where, how I work, and he just let me do my thing. So he, he, you know, he got, we got to a place, and then I, he basically just throws me on the mic and says, go for it, and he knows what I'm about to do. And I don't know what I'm about to do. It just flows through. And I let it, the, the more open I can be, the easier it comes. And it just kind of came through. And, that, and then basically I just was like, yeah, man, we just capture vibes. And I, I was able to capture the vibe or at least the feeling of what that night was or is or can be into song form. And, and, then, and, then, and then after I kind of come up with some stuff and he basically was like, yo, man, like, the song's done. And then he, had, he added that synth line. And when that like kind of weekend esque synth line came in, man, it was it. Like the song is done. It's like there's nothing more needs to be done. We don't need to sit here and work it over and over and think about it. It's like we captured a vibe. Move on. It is perfect because it's like imperfect. You know, like if I listen back to it now, I'm like, oh yeah, I could probably change a bit of the lyrics. I could change a few things. It's like why bother? Like don't don't wreck the vibe. That that was the vibe, and it. It's, it is what it is, man. You capture the moment and then you can't mess with that moment because it's gone, man. So that's, that's the song. And I love working with Gopar, man. He's, he's just, he just gets it. He's just on it, man. He's tapped in. Nice, nice. And that's one thing about that sexual energy too, where like you said, we tend to overthink it. What am I going to wear? Why am I wearing this and all this? But sometimes, sometimes you just got to follow that vibe. Yeah, go with it. You want to feel good? Go for it, man. Mm-hmm. do these things and the more I meditate and, and the more I'm you know the more I know I don't know shit it's like do these things because it's all just energy if you feel it you feel it because that's we're just energy beings and then we are interacting with other energy beings so it's just a bunch of energy moving around and like you, you know I can get into the real woo woo here if you want me to but like that's all it is so if you feel something from doing it then just do it because it's just changing the energy and the vibe and it's like that's all I'm trying to create with my music. It's like if you listen to this and you can feel that vibe or feel something, that's it. It's all that matters. Mm-hmm. You got to keep that high vibration. Keep it good. Keep the influencing the other vibes around you. Hundred percent, man. Mm-hmm. I love I love energy. It's what I believe in is my uh, my higher power. <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I'm, with, I'm with you, man. Like you know, no joke. And it's, and it's like at, the point, at this point now, like science is backing it up. Like this is not like you're not talking about some strange phenomenon that people are like, yeah, you're, this is, you're, you, what are you talking about? It's like, no, man, like this is backed up. Quantum physics has all the science behind all the spirituality. It's all there. It's all, it's all come full circle or whatever you want to call it, but it's proven. It's not even like a, you know, there's no question about the electromagnetic field and how you, when you meditate and what you're doing. Like, it's fully science-backed, so it's like, yeah, it's a real thing. And you can measure it like a decibel, like you do music. And yeah. I mean, I, I believe in music, yeah. so I believe in energy. Yeah, for sure. With you, man. I'm vibrating with you, man. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. I love I feel it, too. I feel it, which is the best part. <laughs> All right, so going on from jealousy, I know, like you said, it's sort of hard to predict what the future holds, but what do you what do you say right now the future holds for Sanju going forward out of jealousy for the end of 2020, maybe the beginning of 2021? 
well, I mean, it's we're kind of set up, man. I've got singles ready to go, and you know, you can't fool anybody. This 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 is a friggin' game, man. We're in a game. It's uh, it's like you're playing against the boss. The boss is the algorithm. So like, if you're gonna play now, like I I've been here since for a long time, and I'm in it, and I've seen the changes, and I'm like, all right, this is how the industry's changed, so let's go with it. So I'm re- I'm set up to set uh, to basically release singles for the next four to every four to six weeks for like the next year. I'm just gonna be putting out stuff, man, and those songs are done. Things move fast, man. When you're forced to be at home and you're a creative <laughs> being, it's like if you can harness that, those things just go. They move, and they they're just like. And the more I'm in it, the faster it's going, you know, like things are just kind of happening. And I'm like, just kind of sitting back, enjoying the ride because you can't really do too much still, you know. And in fact, I live on this island. It's like, you know, I've gone to Vancouver like maybe four times since February or five times since February and all, you know, like, so really I'm just, just at home watching it happen and being like, okay, this is, this is a nice, nice pace. Like, let's see what happens. I've set it up and, you know, and there's got to be flexibility in the game. If things take off, you know, it's all, you know, the business side is there. It's like things take off. You, you put a little bit more time into one single than the other and you kind of caress it and watch it grow. And I'm like, okay, I'm also an emerging artist, right? Like I'm not, I know I, I come from Delhi to Dublin's background, but like as my own entity, it's not really, it doesn't really translate into huge numbers for me automatically, especially because Delhi to Dublin's not like some massively known band too. It's like, you know, we've, we're, we're known, like, we're the biggest band that no one's ever heard of is kind of what we feel. You know, we've played almost every big festival and, like, done toured all over the world forever. But it's like, you know, we weren't on radio very much. That, that sort of thing. So it's like I'm, I'm kind of starting fresh. I'm kind of starting like a, like a new artist, except for the fact that I kind of got close. I got a team that's behind me because they know what I'm capable of or what I can do and they know what I, you know, what I can do live and, it's kind of, I'm just in a rad position, man. Like without, you know, I'm not even being trying to be cocky, but I'm just more more grateful than anything. It's like this is what a fantastic position to be in to be able to release new music yet have a team and not have. I've never because I've never released solo stuff in the past. I don't have any baggage. It's not like oh man, my my brand is not on point because it's like I never created a brand in the first place. It's like brand new, so. I'm I'm stoked right now, man. So that's it. Just feed the algorithm, play the video game, and just keep doing it. Just do the thing. And play. I know the I got the rules given to me. It's how to play. Fresh start, keeping it nice and cool, and making it moving. I love it. All right. So I want to thank you very much for joining us today. I still have one question, and it's actually a question I've started asking since the last time you've joined us. In the 14, 16 years that you have been releasing music, creating music, expressing yourself, and continuing to grow this expression into this new form through Delhi to Dublin and into Sanju, how do you feel that you have grown not as a musician, but as a human being through the releases of this music? Okay, so I think through the releases of the music has led me to like, I've seen places, I've met people from all over the world, you know, and I've got to, I've just experienced and seen things now that like, you know, a lot of musicians have strive, strive for and a lot of people who, who don't have that, that ability because what they're, you know, a lot of people have like two weeks of vacation a year or something like that. It's like, then you got to work nine to five and that sort of thing. So when, when you, when you meet people and you go around the world, you, you grow. 
you grow as a person and 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 i've and i've seen i've just seen these things i've seen my heart has opened you know i've been uh, I, I i remember when we first started, i remember one of the first festivals i played in like 2007 or 6 and it was like backstage the food that was being served i don't think i'd ever eaten quinoa before and you know, like you could be like, "What? You never heard of quinoa?" Or, or you could be like, "What the fuck is quinoa?" You know, like. <laughs> but I, I'm a, I was a pretty sheltered person growing up in a suburb of Vancouver as a South Asian kid. You know, like, so I know all my Indian food that you're not gonna know, but I didn't know what quinoa was, and, it, and you know, and and now I've seen the like I've seen the world, man. Like my heart's opened up, and I I under I feel my understanding for things that are different. It just has expanded. It's way more my my sense of empathy and compassion, and knowing that this is the way I live is not not the only way. And I mean, it's very relevant in what the hell is going on in the world today, man. Like, the, it, it's really ugly out there. But when you can take a step back and be like, "Yo, this is minority of of what's happening in the world." Like, it's the ugliness is really small compared to a lot of the beauty that's out there and. I've seen that, you know, like I've seen in that stuff and I just feel like I can walk into a situation and not necessarily just like, yo, this is how we do it. This is how we do because this is where we're from. It's like, yo, man, like, no. You know, when you're in India and stuff and you're touring there, it's a, it's a different world and you got to respect the way that it is there. And that, that comes home to me, you know, and I can understand the way that people come from different places and things are different. And it's, you know, it's hard to pinpoint, the, answer the question just directly. This is how I've grown, but I just know just the fact that my heart has opened so much more over just from seeing more things. And I think that's, you know, indicative of anything. Like the more you have seen, the more you're capable of knowing that it's like, it's a big, there's a bigger picture out there. There's bigger things we're we're, we're moving. The world is revolving around the sun, like, you know, and we're all moving together, barreling through space at a tremendous speed. But like, we're in it together, you know, there's like that sense, you know, it comes back to energy, like there's a, there's a collective consciousness, and, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know, kind of a windy road answer, but, it, and I don't even know if I fully answered it, but it's just, I just know that there's a sense of uh, much more openness to me, and, and that's come because of the music, like if I hadn't released any music ever, this never would have happened, I never would have been exposed to this, or maybe I would have, you know, like maybe that would have been, it would have been some other way. Who knows? But like, this is my path and I've seen it and thank you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to every single one of those releases that has brought me to this position exactly where I'm supposed to be in this point of space and time. I'd say you just gave a great answer to the question, my friend. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right, I want to take a moment to thank you so much for joining me today, Sanju, to tell us about this new direction, this new journey. Well, man, thanks for the love, bro. Thank you, appreciate it much. Ah, I always appreciate being able to catch up with past guests like Sanju, and it was a definitely a pleasure. I hope that you... The Ambush enjoyed this conversation with Sanju here today. I hope you enjoyed his single, Jealousy. I hope you enjoyed the single so much that you're going to go out and smash that play button on your favorite music streaming service that you're going to hit follow 
on that streaming service so that when more Sanju comes out, it's on your phone, it's in your ears, it's stuck in your head. A-S-A-P. Yeah. And now it is time for our Roaring Desert Tiger podcast thank yous. So a Roaring Tiger thank you to Sanju for joining us here to tell us all about this new direction this new path and i'm excited to see where it goes for him i want to say a giant desert tiger roaring thank you to strut entertainment for going ahead and helping with setting this whole thing up and last but not least a roaring desert tiger thank you to you the dedicated loyal ambush if you haven't joined up with the am yet it's super easy all you have to do is hit subscribe on the podcast listening service that you're using right now and you can also help the show grow by giving us a five star review on that service you can share this episode and if you do please please tag sanju the desert tiger podcast or me the colton g so we can show you some love for doing so and the last way you can help us out is by heading on over to deserttigermerch.com and copying yourself something to represent the show everywhere you go any of these are all great ways to help the show and you don't know just how much they actually truly do help us all right next tuesday on the podcast we're joined by raf pylon is we're discussing his latest track king's lane which features the storied Tito Jackson, and we're going behind the music of that track right here next Tuesday. It's only a few days away, but until then, until then, you guys know what it is. I want you, yes, you, the ambush, to go out there to find your oasis or your mountaintop, whatever it happens to be that makes your heart sing and scream to its fullest capacity with all of its glory. Find that thing, craft it, get better at it, make it better, and then ah, show that roar out across the canyon, roar out across the waterfront and show the world the beautiful thing that you have created. Show the world just how beautiful you can be because deep down, yes, yes, you are. And sometimes we don't hear it enough, so I'm going to say it again. You, yes, you, listening to me right now with your two ears, you are a beautiful being who is capable of incredible things. Yes, you are and until next week bye and remember to tip your damn strippers